Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. We're excited to drop another episode of part numero dos of our kickstart to your fitness journey series. It's a mini series we're doing for the month of October. Even if you're catching this and it's not October, it's still something you can follow along. Last Friday, we went in depth and we covered everything that you needed to know to kind of start as far as goal setting, kind of finding your why you're doing this, why you're doing this fitness journey and under getting a very clear picture of what you want to achieve during this process. In this episode, we're going to go a little bit more in depth and build on that for you guys. But before we get started, if you guys want to know exactly where we talk about everything, Mr. Mike, our co-host, checks. He does a fantastic job writing all the uh, specific timestamps of where each episode, each part, each topic we need to cover. Anyways, how you boys doing? I'm starting to wonder. Maybe I should like really start to capitalize on the the whole show notes thing. Maybe I could like extend my services to other podcasts and see if I can make a little bit of money off of it. They, it's actually a thing. It probably is. Because it's, it's like, it's a medial task. It's not difficult, but it's time consuming or it can be. Yeah. It's easier for me because we're doing these. I'm here, I'm present. So I kind of know what we're talking about when it happens. Mm. If it were a new podcast, never heard the episode before, it would be a little bit more uh, challenging. Well, because yeah, you have to listen to the episode. I'd actually have to pay a little bit more attention. Now I can but, kind of do it as, as like- As opposed a, to here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm already paying attention now. So later on- <laughs> You know, you're talking about no, I know, I know, a I know. horse right now. I'm like, oh, after the horse comes the man in the yellow poncho. And then I'm like, okay, now I know where we're at, whatever. You know, not going to like, whenever I see another podcast and it doesn't have show notes, I'm kind of like just a little bit put off a bit because like, especially if I want to hear a specific part, even on YouTube itself, on YouTube, I think it's so beneficial if uh, you yeah. listen to an interview or whatever, or in the title of, it, of, of, a, of a video, it says, talk about whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay. Can you get to that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the last 30 seconds that you talk about this thing that you advertised? Thanks. Appreciate I actually it. got that from one of the, um, one of the YouTube uh, channels. Well, several YouTube channels do that, but it's from uh, like video game walkthroughs because um, that's really oh, yeah, yeah. big on, on some you of those yeah, types of channels. That. Yeah, I want to know what you're doing in this exact spot. I don't care about anything else. Um, I, I think you don't have to handy. watch the whole video. It really does yeah. make – it shows also that we – take the time to make sure that we're presenting the information and taking our, you know, Mike takes tremendous pride in doing this. It makes it look really good. You look at it, boom, looks very professional, really well done. I think that's something that we kind of were lucky to figure that out early on and suggested Someone's it. Pride. Yes. Prideful as yeah. fuck. <laughs> I, I tell Jen about it all the time. <laughs> it's like, babe, I did great on my show notes. Want to see? Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else that we need to cover with the before we jump into the topic? Oh, I actually we do. Just before we get started, if you're someone that's we already got in a couple of requests this week on the private Facebook group that we have. I'm a little behind this week with it, but if you have any questions, you can join our Facebook group. That's where you can basically get in contact with us really quickly with all three of us and then amongst other people that have been part of it since we started the podcast a few months ago. It's just a little community where we can just simply kind of put everyone that's part of the next level 
show together and that way it's a little bit more personal than instagram so just if you want to join that it's free type look us up at the next level show private forum on facebook send us a request we're accepting everyone we're not picky so even if you're someone that is advanced or has already gone through this process, but maybe you kind of need more accountability or want a refresher or a different perspective on this, this episode is going to be, and this mini series is going to be perfect for you. So shall we get into it? I do have one random question for you guys. I figured it'd be a fun little topic that we can cover in like four or five minutes. Do you have like a lazy meal that you go to when you know you're getting home late, you don't want to yeah. fucking cook, but you got to cook? Yes. I want to hear them. What are they? All right. Let me, let me, let me start this off. So the laziest meal that I have that actually I really enjoy is I get some spinach, raw spinach, get like a handful, maybe two handfuls, put in a bowl, uh, maybe just a little bit of olive oil. Hold on. Are those handfuls metric or imperial? Um, neither. They're mine. Oh, damn. Didn't see that coming. (laughs) 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 That joke is always there. Um, and then I'll get like some sardines and then just crack it open and then just pour it on top. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So like, like, a, sa- like a salad kind of thing. Yeah. And okay. cause I, I have that, you know, I got that from, from Costco, like a pack of sardines, just like in a little can and then it's just uh, dump it on top, put a little bit of salt, very little. That's why I put a little bit of olive oil because the sardines are too come in olive oil already. Mm-hmm. So then it'll be too much. And that's basically the meal. Now it's the, the downside of that meal. I will say is that you are, you will stink like sardines for like a little bit. So just, uh, uh, and your garbage might, right. Cause you throw it in the garbage or you throw it in your recycle, which is what you should be doing. That's the only downside of that, but that's my, the laziest, quickest meal ever. Mm, should I go next? Yeah. I want to hear Jonathan's. So my lazy meal, and if that's if like, I'm going to cook a little bit, but I don't feel like spending time like doing a bunch of other stuff. Typically, I always have rice made. It's really rare if I'm completely out of rice in the house. It's always like pre-made. I make a lot of it and I just have it there because I usually use it for multiple meals. I'm tired. I don't want to cook and like take out the grill and have like you know, chicken or steak or whatever because it's going to take the time to season it, whatever. Crack a couple eggs. Either I scramble them or over easy. Boom. Rice. If I have some tomatoes, slice them up, put them there. A little bit of salt. Boom. That's my meal. That's my lazy meal, but I enjoy it. Like it's, it's for some reason you can't go wrong with some eggs and rice. Personally, I actually just had that before coming on the show, but it was like, I took my time. I actually uh, made like a Hispanic style, I guess you can call them where I do the, the, the tomato and I do long onion. I chop them up, uh, cook them first, and then I'll put scrambled eggs. Long onion? Like green onion? onion? Yeah. The green onion. Okay. And, uh, we call it in Spanish, larga, so I just translated the exact meaning over in English, but yes, green onion. And um, I just throw them on there, some butter, scramble my eggs, put them on, cook it with some rice. Afterwards, I put it on the pan while it's hot just to heat up the rice so it's like it feels like it's fresh versus microwave rice. And it's like I just enjoyed that meal this morning. I was so hungry. Dang. Mine is uh, – mine's – pretty basic it does require a little bit of prep but it's uh ground beef with some baked broccoli and then i put uh parmesan cheese on it Mm. it's not very fancy it's very lazy and it's kind of just random but it works yeah it works it's protein and a little bit of fiber to help it move 
Yeah, man. I, I don't feel like I feel like eggs. The only reason I pick eggs is because I feel like you're getting the fats and the protein. Everything. It's like the superfood. The, the Nature's complete, multivitamin. The complete food, man. And I have usually about three to five eggs, depending on how hungry I am at a time. Can't go wrong, dude. And if I'm having scrambled eggs, Mike, you already know I'm putting ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's, must. It's wonderful. Yeah, I had something similar to that, which was pretty quick-ish. Uh, so I, I, I uh, wanted to have some eggs and bacon, and I threw the bacon in first, and I kind of like let it chill, and I'm over here doing my own thing, you know, whatever I have to do to get ready in the morning. And then boom, once, as soon as bacon is done, take it out and throw the eggs in there with the bacon grease, because you never waste bacon grease. And then it just it just scrambled up really quick. So that's, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was pretty quick. I have a friend that's extra lazy that I, the reason we're just talking about this is brings it up, but... Talk about lazy meal. Cracks open a can of tuna and just puts it on her rice and then just eats it. That's the meal, bro. That is like no mayo, no extra stuff, no condiments, just that oh, just some salt. That's lazy. But that's dude, shameless. But that dude, sounds kind of like mine. Yeah, but to be honest, <laughs> it works. Protein and some carbs. Yeah. No, sardines taste just like tuna. I feel like the taste of it is basically the same exact thing. Yeah. Is it, oh, yes, yeah, the anchovies that I don't like. Sardines, I'm, I'm down with. I'm down with some sardines. I'll eat it straight out the can. Yeah, I mean, they're, that's what they're made for, man. You can't go fucking in a hurricane. Well, straight. Just have some sardines, some tuna. There you go. Hey. All right. Are we ready to start the, See. Valuable, the valuable part of this podcast? Even though these are some <laughs> easy hacks for our listeners. If you're ever feeling lazy, you want to try one of ours, let us know which one you're going to try and which one you like the most. Which one has the least prep time? No, we're not basing <laughs> it on that. <laughs> what did you enjoy more? Because they're both pretty quick. Anyways. All right. So to kind of go back a little bit, what we were talking about last week, we had talked all about, you know, deciding what goal you want to go. Are you trying to do fat loss? Are you trying to uh, do pain management? Are you trying to build muscle? Essentially, you need to make a clear picture of what you're trying to do because if you're trying to go for X goal, but the way you're going about it contradicts that goal, you're never going to get to that goal. So we need to understand what we're trying to do first and foremost, the why, understanding that you're not coming from a negative place when you're doing this only. It's okay to be sick and tired of maybe feeling like late, you're feeling like you're lazy. Maybe you're not happy. That's why a lot of people get started. But don't let that negative of I hate myself drag in, uh, be your main driving factor because it's going to lead you down a usually a dark path where you start doing stuff that's unnecessary or that's not advantageous for long-term uh, health and fitness. So it's going to make your journey at one point much more challenging to sustain. And we always talked about how we want to do the sustainable approach. The next thing is that we recommended in the in the episode is to simply track everything you're doing currently. We suggest we can obviously you can type in uh, how to get my TDEE like or get a calculator that's going to give you all this information already. Personally, we've, we've, we explained the reasons why we're not super big fans of it. That is a way of getting, if you don't want to just simply start from tracking, but if you're someone that took our advice has tracked this last week or so, what you can do is um, we want to get, if it's been seven days, it's been 14 days, it's been five days track all that information and have that ready because we're going to give you the information on what to do next. 
boys. Once you have uh, this information, right? So we want to get that baseline to know exactly where we're at. We want to know what the starting line is for us. And it's very important to be honest with yourself, with, um, with, with your coach, if you're providing this information to just kind of see where it is, because depending on if you have like, you know, like I said this last time, if you have 2,500 calories daily, if you have 1,200 calories daily, then, you know, the direction that you would go for both of them would be vastly different. Uh, once you have this information, uh, the main, uh, we're going to focus on the main, uh, one main macro, correct? Uh, well, we're going to cover a little bit about all of them, but yeah, we're going to give some, cause we're also talking to the person that may be the first time starting out and we know how overwhelming. So we'll brief, brief you on what are macros for people that don't know, but then we'll give you kind of the main points that we think you should probably follow. That's most important. That's going to give you more bang for your buck. Is this a, a, a Dr. Mike ep, uh, segment for what are macros or what these macros are? Well, Mike does a fantastic job of explaining what they are. He does. I mean, yeah, I can, I can totally do that. Uh, but um, before yes. we actually get into what the macros are, Mike, I know you brought up a point off, uh, off air that we forgot. We kind of brief, we breezed over and it's after you, before we dive in more into the nutrition piece, sorry for the listeners, rewind, um, skirt, skirt. um it's understanding also is putting into place a, a mini plan of your training, because this is also going to help uh, keep you healthy, keep your metabolism, send the right signals to your body. So it's once you understand, obviously your goals, the reason you got your baseline, all that good stuff. We have to also come to terms with what are we going to do for our training and how many days are you going to be consistently and I say consistently, not like where you have your kick-ass week or everything's perfect. And then you have a bunch of shit weeks after follow that. Well, they feel like shit weeks because they're not like your quote unquote best week. It's understanding a frequency that you can stick to amount of days that are reasonable, maybe a little challenging, but you're, you know, realistically, even on your worst and busiest week that you can actually show up to. And that could, for some people can be as little as one day for um, the average person can be two to three days. Four, I know for a lot of people, it takes a little bit more uh, planning. Um, you know, talking about four days, four days out of your week, it can be challenged for most people. And it doesn't mean that you're lazy or you're quote unquote a bad person, but it just means that you have to be realistic on how many days can I really stick to and be okay with it. If it's two, make the most of it. If you have one, hey, make the most of it. Three, fantastic. Make the most of it. So it's understanding there. I think it's also picking a routine that is not complex. Don't go for the flashy stuff if you see it online. Go for a basic, simple routine that is also going to be effective. I made a post this week about keeping it super basic, going back to the basics. Don't worry about all the nuances of your training just yet. Try to be consistent with it. Get good at certain movements. Basic will always trump fancy if the basic routine is done consistently versus the fancy flashy routine done inconsistently and that's something you have to be okay with it's not about doing more always it's about hey can i stick with this for months and years on end versus this badass routine that has all these timing things and these intervals in them I barely make it, I barely hit all the sessions every week. I'm scraping by and I'm always missing two sessions a week every time from this perfect, well-written plan. The same way we wouldn't at, for, at from the jump uh, slash our calories or increase our calories by like, you know, a thousand or some crazy amount. 
you would want to take that same thought process and apply it to this training. If you haven't trained at all, you know, don't, don't, I mean, you might be motivated to jump in and go five days, four days, seven days a week, but just uh, take that uh, focus and energy and put it more towards your daily activities. Like, can I increase my step count or slightly every day? Can I make better choices nutritionally? Can I just see what's going on here? Take it and, and apply it in a different area and start with like, you know, like, like uh, what John said, you know, two, two to three days tops. I think that would be great for uh, someone starting because uh, like I said, you, uh, the same way you wouldn't just slash or increase your calories by some drastic amount. You don't want to just start off by uh, increasing your activity by some drastic amount. Mike. Yeah. And I would venture to say that uh, any form of exercise is acceptable here. Um, we would prefer that you lift weights. Uh, we would also prefer that you possibly increase your step count. Uh, but if you can only swing one of those, that works too. Any activity is going to help you here. Preferably every kind of activity that you can muster. Um, now, when it comes to the nutrition stuff, um, I think we covered this in the first episode. I'll briefly touch on it. You want to take your um, all the days that you tracked, be it five days, seven days, 80 days, add all of those numbers up, every single calorie amount for every single day, and then divide it by the number of days. That is going to give you your average for the time that you tracked. Um, the, the, higher, the higher the number, the more accurate it'll be, generally speaking. Um, after that, uh, we're breaking down macros, right? Just to give you a brief idea. And I have, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give you the, the short version of these. So we're going to start with protein. Um, this is going to be the one you need probably need to focus on the most. Protein is the building block of your muscles. Um, without this, if you are weight training, um, you're not going to see as much progress, if any, especially if you're protein is through the floor at the very bottom. You're not eating any protein at all. You're going to have some issues, but this one you're going to get from, you know, plant, uh, not plants. Um, you're going to get this from <laughs> animal sources, uh, beef, chicken, eggs. There are some good plant sources, um, lentils, beans. Uh, you can find a little bit in broccoli, some cheeses, milk, things like that. Um, and you can find more information about protein in episode 13 of our podcast. So scroll down if you want a more in-depth explanation. Um, fat, dietary fat is going to be another key component to this. You can actually run into some serious issues if you don't get enough fat. Um, this one, there's a couple of things to be aware of, but you don't want to get too hung up on. There's different kinds of fats. Uh, trans fat is the devil. Stay away from it. Don't even look at it. Saturated fat is not the best for you, but it's also not the worst. It's not as bad as trans fat. The two kinds of fats that you really want to get are polyunsaturated and monounsaturated. Those are going to be the ones that give you the most health benefits. Um, and going high on fat isn't necessarily a bad thing. I've made really good progress personally eating a high fat diet. Doesn't necessarily get converted to body fat unless you're eating way too much of it. For more information, you can reference episode 15. And then we have the devil carbs. They're not really the devil. Carbs are not the enemy. Um, too many carbs, probably not so great. Um, there are different types of carbs as well, and I'm not going to get too much into that, but um, there is a, a big difference between eating a tablespoon of raw table sugar. Uh, as opposed to getting, uh, you know, carbs from a sweet potato or pasta. There is a fundamental difference between those two. 
Um, for more information on those, you can episode, you can reference episode 16. Love it. Very well. Very well, Dr. Mike. This is why this like it, it's like you were made for this. Well, now I wanted to also emphasize to just a point that Mike uh, was talking about. I think he, he, you would, we all agree on this is that the the main ones you want to focus on getting in your diet because they are essential is protein and fat. A lot of people can, you know, we as human beings can do survive. Um, without technically having carbohydrates in our diet. Obviously, they're an easy source of energy. They're readily available. Why not have carbs? I'm not saying to stay away from carbs. But just to make a quick point on those macros, out of the, two, out of the three, fat and protein are the, the essential ones that we need to function and be healthy as humans. Um, if we go, we cut protein out completely, we'll have some health det uh, detriments. If we cut out fats completely, Will have some health detriments. We've cut out carbs completely, but you have the other two, you actually will be just fine. Yeah, it's going to be an adjustment if we live in a world that's like this, which is super carb heavy. But just so you know, don't uh, avoid fats. There's always a certain percentage of fat that you should have in your diet and X amount of protein. That's ideal. And uh, one of the reasons why we say to focus on protein, uh, it would be the number one macro to pay attention to is besides the fact of, of what Mike just mentioned, how they are the building blocks. Generally speaking, if you're doing okay on your protein, you're going to be doing okay on your fats. It, if you're getting it from meats, you know, fish, you know, you'll, you'll be, you'll be okay. Right. Uh, can you make some slight improvements on fats if you're doing okay on, on protein? Yeah. But you won't be in a, in a bad place. Uh, would you guys agree? I agree. In some cases, if you're chasing uh, animal products that have yeah. already their yep. fattier options, because obviously we know that there's lean animal proteins um, that have very low fat. But if you ch chase a nice, good fatty fish, fatty piece of uh, beef, you're going to be getting some good stuff there as well as, you know, eggs, dairy, if your body can handle it. Um, and basically any type of oil that's not processed vegetable oil, if you get it from olives, avocado oil, coconut oil, stuff like that, typically your um, those are pretty safe if you cook with them and stuff like that, just so you know. Yeah, there you go. So that's why I would say, generally speaking, uh, you would be doing okay. Um, and what and what I generally uh, tell people uh, as far as to when they say, okay, well, how much should I should I have, or how do I know if I'm you know too low, just the right amount, too much? Because like you mentioned, it could be too much, just as it could be too much of uh, carbs, it could be too much of fats, it could be too much of protein, right? But um, uh, it's hard for this one because right because it's a little bit more satiating, and you kind of would get a uh, palate fatigued after after a while. And if you don't believe me, try eating like a forty or sixty ounce steak and See how see how far you get. Probably not. So I far. accept your challenge. Not you, Mike. You do not care. I'll do it tonight. And I'll send you a video. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> It'd be like it's for science, Janet. It's, it's, it's okay, babe. It's 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 before the show. Uh, what was I about to say? Yeah. So so the amount. Um, I would I generally tell people anywhere between 0.5 to just over one uh, gram per um, pound of body weight is where you would want to go to. Is that what you guys say? Um, I would even just say to keep it simple for a lot of people, if you're relatively lean, point it to one gram per pound for body weight, just to keep it on the higher level, because 
the reason I'll even push it, I'll even say some clients, I won't even offer point it. I'll tell them one gram per pound per body weight if they're relatively lean starting out. Or if I tested their body fat, I have their lean body mass. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put one gram times their lean body mass. So if you're someone that's 20, 30, 50 pounds overweight, um, maybe if you get your body fat tested and you find out roughly where your lean body mass, use that number versus if you're someone that's 300 pounds, and you're, uh, you don't want to be eating 300, pound, 300 grams of protein. Um, so just use your lean body mass if you have that option. Or if you're relatively lean, you can use your body weight. The reason I've done this or I suggest is it's, if they're shooting for that number, if you're constantly shooting for that higher uh, protein, if you, even if you fall a little short, typically you're still going to be in that ballpark range. Um, I, hey, if you can get those, that, that protein up there, your body will just typically a lot of studies show that people just do good on high protein, you know, diets. Yeah. We don't really have an effective way of knowing how much protein we need exactly. Um, as far as individuals go, we all process protein differently. So we're just trying to get you as close as possible to having enough protein to repair everything that needs to be repaired. I think it's common too to say that maybe someone thinking is there is maybe is there a way that we eat we can overeat too much protein, and my answer is if you, the way you can determine if it's you're probably having way too much protein is is if uh, you find yourself constipated or you're you're very gassy. We've all in the bodybuilding world or the gym bro world we've we used to find it funny or we knew that we were like the gym bros when you had the most disgusting smelling farts these protein farts that you would get from just you'd be slamming protein shakes a couple times a day mad chicken all day and just their protein levels are like ridiculously high uh way more much you're basically not even absorbing you're basically just letting it all out um so if you find yourself going to the bathroom quite often or you're having a lot of gas then you notice that they might be consuming too much protein um so you could scale it back a bit you shouldn't be having you shouldn't be super gassy and you shouldn't be having like going to the bathroom very often just crapping off the food that you're eating you should be pretty healthy stool you know pretty healthy digestive your bloating shouldn't be there all that good stuff so pay attention to those markers sorry if it's tmi for some of you but just i gotta keep it real that's kind of how you can know if you're having too much protein no it's a great point and it's and it's good because you know you wouldn't know you wouldn't know to look for these markers if you know you're starting out some people might think it's just part of the process you know you mentioned how you know gym bros they just kind of like take pride in you know saying oh i can clear out a room with mine yeah that's probably not so good so you know having this information or knowing what to look for is great for um someone just starting out uh great points i think the other uh thing to kind of keep in mind is a lot of times I'll advise clients, uh, we make the emphasis on protein being generally under-consumed in the grand majority of people that we meet. It's really rare if I find someone that's hitting their protein consistently, especially at the beginning. Um, the reason why this is important, it's because when we said it's an essential thing, but it's also the building blocks of muscle. And especially if you're dieting down, if you're that person that's trying to lose weight, it's a great way to retain the muscle, send the signal that you're feeding the muscle that your body will start to prioritize, you know, uh, feeding it to that tissue versus you're just eating such low calorie, very low protein. Your body seems to like get the signal of, well, uh, our muscle doesn't seem to be that important to us right now. Let's just kind of just let that be consumed as energy as well. It's an expensive tissue. Why keep it? 
Um, also, if you're someone that's trying to build muscle tissue, um, trying to get bigger, trying to gain some weight, and, and obviously you're trying to gain some quality size, you want to be making sure that you're, you're actually giving the body some, some energy, some fuel to build this muscle tissue that you're asking of it. So that's the main reasons. And if you're someone that's looking just for overall health, you don't have to be ridiculously high, but just a good moderate to closer to the higher range while you're maintaining and or just dealing with pain relief. It's just going to make you feel better. It's going to probably create a better adherence to, because you're satiated. You feel energized. Your body just feels good. So those are the reasons why you want to keep your protein high. And if you only had a track, um, these two things only, I would say track your protein and then track the rest of your calories um, within the range that your your goal is. If you're you're trying to lose weight, obviously be in a deficit. If you're trying to maintain maintenance calories, you're trying to gain lean body mass, uh, calorie surplus. Just but the main thing, just focus on your your protein and your calories, and you can distribute your fat and carbs to your pleasing. You don't have to get super on dialed in with that. Uh, if you're someone that doesn't care that much or doesn't want to go that extra mile. So just so you know that that is an option. Yeah, this is what, uh, what, I, what I focused on when, you know, everyone was quarantined, had no access to gyms and stuff, or wasn't really training as, as much or moving as much as I wanted to. Um, I scaled back slightly on my total calories. I didn't uh, track for this, but, uh, you know, I, I just serve myself a little bit less than what I would typically do and just tried to make sure to keep my protein levels high. And I was able to just not see as drastic as a loss in, in, in gains as, uh, as, as I thought I was. I was kind of like surprised. I was just like, oh, okay, nice. I didn't lose uh, everything. You know, maybe just a little bit, of course, because I wasn't moving or wasn't training as consistently or as hard as I was before. But this was uh, this is why it's it's super important to to focus on this, and it would be a focus regardless of what your goal would be. If you're looking for um, to build muscle, of course, you'd want to use this. And if you're looking to to lose uh, some kind of weight, again, it's still a big focus uh, regardless of your intention. Absolutely. Um, it's just going to help you repair and recover from your workouts too. A lot of people find that through their workout, especially the first week or two, they're sore, they're banged up. Um, prioritize your protein. It's going to help you just get better workouts, recover better. So you can actually, you know, push yourself in the gym. Um, that's the main thing that we would definitely stress that if you only had to pick, keep it simple, that would be the simplest way of doing it. That's going to still help you um, morph and change your body from a, from, a, from a cosmetic point as also just better adherence to your diet and whatever route that you're going for. Um, I would also say that now if you're someone that cares, you, you're ready, you feel like you're mentally in a place that you want to you know, keep track of the other two macros, your fats and your carbs, and how do you break those up? Um, there's no people will ask what's the percentage that we recommend or what's the uh, ratio per thing. This comes down to a little bit of preference, but a rule of thumb that's like, again, we're trying to keep this as simple as possible. <laughs> Thumbs up, Mike. Um, haha, dad joke. No. Uh, so <laughs> so um, when it comes to this, we talked about how fats and protein are essential. We've recommended anywhere from as little as 0.5 to as much as one, I would even say one to one and a half times, uh, one and a half times your body weight, you know, for grams of protein that you're going to be consuming. 
but for fat, I think the rule, if I'm not, Mike, we did an episode on this. I'm pretty sure it's what, 25 to 30% of your calorie consumption should come from fat. Like 20, sounds... to 20, 20 to 30%, I think is like 20 is like the low end of yeah. the fat. And then usually a healthy range, about 30% on an average diet for, for, for fat. Yes. I could be off by a little bit, but I'm pretty sure because anything lower than 20%, usually for most people, even when you're dieting, you can start kind of messing up with your hormone levels. You can start feeling um, some detrimental effects and we don't want that. We want to make sure that we're definitely feeding uh, the body adequate fat, you know, just to keep our hormones at bay and and making sure that we're running on all full cylinders. Um, What else I was going to say? Oh, the rest of the calories after you've, you've kind of gotten your, you've taken your weight, you've times it about point from anywhere from 0.8 to one gram per, uh, per pound of body weight for your protein. You got that number. Um, you're going to get X amount of calories. Should I even do this mini equation for our listeners? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, let's go. Do it up. I want to it's, uh, this is going to be right off the cuff. So you ready? I would say pause. <laughs> right off this guy it's <laughs> putting me out there man um so i do have pants on so allegedly allegedly um no one knows for sure we will never know but take out a piece of paper pause this episode go back to this part because this might get a little bit you know confusing if you just i'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible to get your uh how many grams of protein you're going to need Take your body weight roughly, like I said, if you're relatively lean or if you are got a good amount of body fat, get your lean body mass times that number. My recommendation, 0.8 to one times between there, uh, times your body weight to get the amount of grams of protein that your body would essentially need uh, to be in a healthy range. Now, you're going to take that number, you're going to times it by four for every gram of protein, there's four calories. So you're just going to take that number you got for your protein. You're going to times it by four. That's going to give you a total number. And I'm going to go based off a 2000 calorie baseline. This is someone you got X amount of calories. You're hypothetically 2000 calories. You're going to subtract that number from uh, 2000. That's going to give you the other total <clears throat> So I'm going to actually pull out my calculator why I'm doing this. So let's say you're 150 pounds. You're timesing it by one, one. one gram. So it's 150 calories. You're going to take that by four. That's going to get you to 600 calories. You're going to subtract that from 2000. That's 1400 calories left over. So this is the calories that you're going to distribute uh, between your fat and your protein essentially. But you're going to take 2,000, you're going to times that by 0.3 for 30%, let's say for the higher fat range. That's going to give us about 600, um, wait a second, uh, 2,000 times 30. I'm kind of messing up myself. One second, ladies and gents. Silence is golden. We're having technical difficulties on my line. So essentially, that's going to be 600. 600 calories. You're going to divide that number by nine. I kind of regained my chain of thought. This is why I told you take out a pen and paper while oh, yeah. I'm doing this. You can't this. do this in your head. Because this is literally off 
the top of my head. So Rain Man. Yeah. So we're going to divide that by nine. The reason that's nine is there's nine calories per one gram of fat. It's the only macronutrient that has more calories per single gram. So that's going to bring out to a roughly about 66.66666 grams. So rounded up 67 grams of fat. So we're going to take that number. So we have already what? 600 grams 600 calories, so it's 1,200 calories. We have 800 calories left over from that total number. You're going to take that and you're going to divide that by four. This is how we're going to get our carbohydrates because this is the only thing that's left over. Essentially, you just know that there's 800 calories left over of the day that you can enjoy carbs. But if you want to know exactly what the macro is, you're going to take, there's actually four calories per gram of carbohydrates. So that 800 calories that's left over divided by four, and you'll get 200 grams of carbs for the day. That's a pretty big budget. Um, that will basically break down your ratios, your profile for your macros. If you really wanted to break down from a 2000 calorie range um, on a hypothetical, if you were 150 pounds. So I hope I didn't lose any of you guys. I probably did, but Revisit back, you know, do you want to make sure that you're breaking all these numbers down? And this is if you're someone that wants to take it that extra step further. The reason I would actually encourage, this is where I was, this is what made a very big paradigm shifting moment for me once I was able to dial in all those macronutrients. I was blown away at my habits, how I started understanding food, how I put together certain meals, and also how quickly my body responded uh, as far as like how you felt like you almost your body was recompositioning like the muscle, you started to look a certain way a little bit faster because you were a little bit more consistent and dialed in with certain numbers. Nothing's perfect. Doesn't mean you have to live by those numbers religiously, but we already know that if you can be consistent with something, your body will typically respond following. It's going to change the way you look and feel without, um, but it feels like almost like you're not even trying that hard in the gym and you're blown away at how you're how you're responding. No, it's a it's a great breakdown that you did right there for for anyone that's looking to really put everything together, right? Because what we said, okay, if if you're not if this is a bit too much, which it can be, right? It can be a bit overwhelming. It could be like, dude, just just can I just start somewhere? I, I'm 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 new, you know. Where do I start? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Proteins, total calories, good. Boom. Once you're done there, and you feel like you're at a comfortable place where you can you know, move up or take it to the next level, then, <laughs> then you can uh, use that breakdown that you gave. And this is like the perfect time to use those show notes and exactly see exactly where the, um, uh, I use exact a lot of times there. Well, this exactly. is also not to, this is also not to, this is not the, the, the only formula. There's many ways to break mm -hmm, down the macros, course. but this is kind of a more, standard diet where carbohydrates aren't uh, aren't restricted completely and this is to go to show you that you can be within a quote-unquote baseline and or deficit and still have a decent amount of carbohydrates you can you don't have to feel like you have to cut carbs out if you're covering your bases you're getting the protein you're getting some healthy fats you're going to have some good options of foods that you can pick with it versus just being chicken and rice you know you're going to have options to play with these foods and this is where why i always tell people it's a, it's a learning process. It's like school. You don't just figure it all out in one shot. It takes a couple 
uh, weeks if you're consistent with it. And some people maybe in a, sh in a quick short months of being on point and trying to like put these things together. Don't get frustrated. You're not supposed to know all how to put these perfect meals together all at once, especially if you're doing it on your own. If you have a coach, obviously he's here to guide you and the more information you present typically a coach can better assist you because he can start giving you some recommendations while you start piecing things together this is why i love coaching people the way i do because i love when a client tells me oh you know what i figured out this has protein this has carbs this has fat i put this meal together and it's amazing i love it and this is how you start figuring out like your go-to meals that you feel good that you enjoy that are quick and efficient that you if you want to whip it up real quick and you know it's gonna kind of be aiding your goals too um, but that we also kind of at the beginning talked about a little bit about just some basic stuff, but this is like that, that next step that you're going to need to take, uh, if you really want to take it to that next level, um, <laughs> Mike was like shaking his head. No, say it right. Um, <laughs> read the line. <laughs> it's like, read the lines, but no. And I think, let me see what else I think that before we kind of transition to the next point, Gabe. Yeah, what I was going to say, a key thing that you said right there is just playing around with it. See what works for you, mm -hmm. whether it be with the different types of foods. Um, you know, if you haven't really tried eggs before, you try them and you're like, you know what, they're really not for me. Or if they're just don't agree with you so much, then you don't need to. You know, we sold them pretty high as to like, you know, nature's multivitamin, but it's fine. You can, you, you will do okay without it. You know, you can, you can find other options. Play around with yourself with different food options. Play around with the different um uh, combinations between the fats and the carbs try you know for two weeks or so of with with higher fats and lower carbs and try it the other way around mm -hmm. you know i did and i and that's why uh if you if you look at my go-to meal it's really low carb on that one why because i prefer a little bit lower um if i would want something that is a little bit higher and this is another yeah, this would could probably fit into your um uh to your answer mike about before about like a, a quick meal would be uh, rice and just uh, ground beef. That's mm -hmm. it. Just mix yeah. it together. It's like a chili, right? And just put some. And if you really want to, you know, uh, up it up it a bit, you just put in some like some uh, some barbecue sauce. And then what what would that take it to, Mike? The next level. There you go. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, John. <laughs> uh, no, just adding some extra dramatic effect. But. Um, so that's kind of just where you would figure out, distribute where you are right now. You put in the work, you, you followed our first part of the series. You did well. Now you're kind of trying to piece these things together. Obviously we're here to help you shoot us a message. If you have questions. This is the part where it gets tricky. And this is where a lot of people get lost and fall off because they're like, wow, there's actually more to this. It's not just about, uh, it's not as, uh, you know, black and white like as i thought it was going to be it's like there's actually something some, up and put it down yeah you actually have to think a little bit and, and 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 get away from that meal plan and start thinking for yourself and understanding food and but i assure you if you can stick this process out you will be able to navigate any diet anything that you try you'll have a much clearer understanding you'll never going to have like a fearful mindset when it comes to specific foods you understand for what they are as a value you don't want to be stuck in counting macros for the rest of your life but that's that's not the goal but when it comes to a learning point you want to learn the basics before you start kind of going off and trying this intuitive style eating and uh, or a specific diet you'll have a you'll never think that it's the diet per se that's the secret it's understanding calories understanding macros understanding micros and all those other uh, intricate things with nutrition 
that is going to work for you. Now, the next point I wanted to make, guys, is we, we talked about we got the baseline. This is our baseline with calories. The problem is like now, how do you determine in which direction you want to go? We talked about it in the first episode. If you were, Once you got your baseline and you realize you're eating 2,800 calories and you're sustaining your body weight and you're talking and you want to lose a couple pounds, we know that we have to inherently eat less on average of 2,800 calories, potentially anywhere as little as you know, 2550 to about 2300 calories put us at a 250 to 500 calorie deficit. We're eating a bit less. We're not drastic. We're not saying eat a thousand calories now. We're just cutting back about a couple hundred. Rule of thumb 250 to 500 calories on average is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be perfect uh, to follow and easy to adhere. Um, if you're trying to maintain, you want to play around with that range that you're at right now and maybe start getting very specific with your macros. This can be a way to just, you know, change your body composition, even in a maintenance level without getting too drastic in one direction. And if you want to gain weight, now we know that if you're eating at 2,800 calories, maybe bump it up to anywhere, bump up those calories, 250 to 500. So you're going in the opposite. You're actually trying to add a little bit more food. Um, if that's the case, then you can kind of start pushing yourself in that direction. Now, how does this look for macros? How do we, how would something like this look like if you're someone that's following calories, how do we, instead of having to do this math every single time of trying to figure out your macros, stuff that I don't really tamper with much is my protein number and my uh, fat number. I keep them pretty consistent. So once you have those figured out, you can leave them almost about the same. Uh, for a good good while. Obviously, you can play with them later on, but the one I like to manipulate the most is my carbohydrates. I like to play with, you know, dropping those and increasing those depending on what direction I'm going in. So let me give an example. So the numbers that we got today was about 150 protein, uh, 67, 70 grams of fat roughly, and then about 200 grams of carbs. Now, if you're trying to lose some weight, you could easily take away 50 to 60 grams of carbs from that. So it'd be like about 140, 150, 140 grams of carbs. You, you took away 50 to 60 grams roughly. And that's going to put you about at, I want to say 240 or so, 200 to 240 calories less. So you're still in a deficit. It's not crazy. It's not drastic, but you inherently are eating less. You didn't change protein. You didn't change uh, your fat. You just took a little bit of carbohydrates. You're still having an, a, a decent amount but thus you're eating less carbs. It's not the carbs, you're just inherently less calories. So that puts you to, con to a place that you could probably adhere to. The opposite would be true for gaining weight. Maybe you're gonna take those and bump it up 50 to 100 grams more of carbs. That's just gonna naturally bump up your calories a bit more. Um, and this is one way you can play with it without having to redo this whole equation all over every single time. Play with one macronutrient, anywhere from playing with fat or carbs, you can play with those and kind of make those adjustments little by little. Stick with it for about a week or two. I usually recommend two weeks. Watch what's happening. In about two weeks, you can get a real accurate picture. If Are you in a deficit? Are you in a surplus? Are you in maintenance? 
Um, don't be so thinking, oh, in three days, I haven't seen anything happen. Thus, I am doing something wrong. Let me keep changing it. No, give your, let your body adjust and acclimate and give it about anywhere from a week to two weeks. Boys, anything else to add in that regard? No, nah, you covered it all. Nope. I'm like hogging this episode, aren't I? Okay. <laughs> oink, oink. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's just kind of to give you some clarity. Hopefully this didn't make it confusing. Like I said, if you have questions, feel free to message us. The, the, we kind of put these points together because I feel like this is the next part of the process that you need to. Uh, <laughs> this is so, so many. No, 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 no. Too much. I know, I know. It's just so many good ones that I could just throw them in there. But that's why I'm kind of changing the wording, guys. Yes, please. I'm saying oversaturating this episode with. No, no. Next. Uh. Beep. Um, (laughs) Mike censored me out. Um, So to keep you progressing, honestly, this is keeping it simple. This, we talked about how this process is just to kickstart everything, get you going. Maybe you're someone that's been in it, has tried different modalities, different diets. Maybe you never took taking the time to like understand, understand, understand these, these little probably be the more uh, complex um, part of the episode. It's like you, uh, you yeah. got, you trapped in the matrix or something. You, you, you got the, like, yeah. glitched. yep. You got the DJ Khaled <laughs> uh, treatment. <laughs> Sorry, but to wrap it up, this is the, this is the basics. Uh, in the next series, we'll cover, you know, We'll probably go more in depth in more of your training and maybe some little more details when it comes to nutrition to piece those things together as well. Boys, anything else to add before we close this out? Mike, you got some? Uh, Well, no, I'll just say, if you have any questions, let us know. You can message us privately or go to the the Facebook private forum. Uh, Those are great places to reach us because there's a lot of questions that I know you'll have. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, there's no stupid question to ask on the forum. A lot of people are probably thinking the same thing. Guaranteed. Shoot those questions. Let us interact. Help you make this uh, a very smooth transition. It's funny because now you guys made me super self-conscious about saying the words. <laughs> and when you're not trying to say them or you you're become aware of it, you say yeah. them more. No, I purposely it, didn't one time. But anywho. <laughs> so you know what, what happened today? I uh, ended up burning my uh, wine pizza. Sucks. I should have cooked it on the Aloha temperature. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> and with that being said, if you found extreme value from this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the episode if you ha- or to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss any of the future amazing episodes we have coming your way. And leave us a five-star rating and review. These also just help us just get to more people and get in front of a bigger audience that can probably also benefit from this content. If you want to check us out on Facebook, I could plug it in in the beginning, type in the next level show private forum. You're also on Instagram at the next level show. You can find my personal page at John Alva seven. Gabe is at prime and glory. And Mike is at Mike Nellis P 